Okay, page 20, number 16. There's a well-known idiom that one sees only the trees, but not the forest. And when we walk into a forest, because of our perspective, first of all, we're short. And because we see straight, so we see lots and lots of trees. But of course, when you get involved in the details, which are numerous, you, you don't see the larger picture. Right? That's the difference between Chochmah and Bina. Bina is that sees that, understands all the differences and all the, 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 pe- the pieces of the puzzle. The Chochmah is when you see the whole puzzle. Right? When you have the whole picture. You need all the pieces to make the puzzle. But sometimes you don't appreciate it until you see the end puzzle. Sometimes you need to see the, big, the picture on the puzzle, right? On the back of the box before you can even build. So there's different ways to go. Sometimes you don't have the box. You've got to figure it out. And only afterwards you realize what you were working on. So this goes both ways. There's a well-known idiom that one sees only the trees went out to forest. Everything in the world serves a spiritual end. Everything in the world serves a spiritual end. We want to get to that. There's nothing in this world that doesn't have elokos. So if there's nothing in this world that doesn't have elokos, then everything in the world could be used to connect to Kodesh Baruch Hu. So we will use this saying for our purposes to explain the proper lifestyle of Devekist Hashem. There are 613 mitzvahs, 613 puzzle pieces, we'll say. The main one being Torah study, as our sages said. Torah study is equal to all of them. The 613 mitzvahs are only the roots. The details are very numerous, right? Even within the 613 mitzvahs. There's many, many more mitzvahs, there's many details, there's many halachas. The words of the Zohar, which describes <coughs> the 613 mitzvahs as 613 pieces of advice, are well known. What is this advice for? Eaten la Torah, eitzes la Torah. What are these eitzes for? The answer is that they direct us on how to cleave to the Creator. Right? We've discussed every mitzvah is getting to that, that ultimate purpose, which is the Vekas. That is to say, the mitzvahs are not unrelated entities. Remember, he, at the beginning of the, of the book, he was asking, which is the first mitzvah you start with? How do you build the structure? That is to say, the mitzvahs are not unrelated entities, but rather a roadmap. Indicators as how to achieve devakis to the Creator. Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us 613 ways. At, at, right, there's also details. He wants to be mezakas. He wants to purify us. What is he purifying us for? To connect to him. Right? You can't have somebody who's physical connect to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. How do you connect to a Kaddish Baruch Hu? You need the Ruchnius within the physicality, right? We have the Neshama inside, right? Which is mainly in the, in the mind, mainly. Of course, the Neshama goes everywhere. The Neshama even goes to my hands. But in the ways of connecting to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, it's not the hands. Ultimately, it's the hands that do the mitzvah, but it's when you connect in the Machshava, when you're using the hands, or when you're sitting in a room and not using hands, it's just being dovic to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. That's when you're connecting. So that's, this is the major piece that everything has to come to. The mitzvah, therefore, has two elements. There's the action or the speech specific to that mitzvah, and there's also the purpose of the mitzvah, the tachlis of the mitzvah, which is to bring a person close to Hashem and achieve tveikas. The numerous details of the practical aspect of the mitzvahs are the many trees of the forest. So each, each mitzvah is a forest. Because there's all the trees, and then there's, but they all make up a forest. 
I mean, there's no, there's no zach, there's no thing necessarily called a forest. There's just a thousand trees that are here. And then when they're all together, you call them a forest. But the forest is no dover called a, necessarily called a forest. When you have all the trees together, it has like a different name. Right? Tree, tree, tree. You don't, none, none of the trees are called mini forests. There's no such thing. They're all trees until you look at that, that, uh, that bigger picture. Then you call it a forest. But a person could live his whole life and never, never realize that. They don't have that perspective. So you're living in the forest. You have no idea that you're in a forest. Because all you see is trees. So that's what's going on in a person's life up until now. Or until a person learns the safer. He's been dealing with trees for a long time. Every, and also, it's two ways. The, 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 the micro way that we just said it is that every mitzvah itself is a forest. And then there's all the details which are the trees. And you might miss the forest, which is the dveikas of the mitzvah. But all the mitzvahs are trees. Right? Not each individual mitzvah. All, each, well, each individual mitzvah, all the 613 mitzvahs, right? The forest, the dveikas of the Kaddish Baruch Hu, is made up of a 613 tree forest. Right? So you could be dealing with all the 613 mitzvahs your whole life and think you made it, but your mom is missing the forest. You're missing that, that, the culmination, the totality, that perspective of I'm, I'm doing something bigger than this one mitzvah. This one tree is part of a forest. The uh, sum is greater than the whole of the parts. The whole is greater than the sum of the parts. Correct. Because the sum is a, is a bigger Indian. It's an Indian of the Vegas. Right? That's not in the Shulchan Aruch necessarily. It, I mean, it is. It's the first Allah, the Hashem, the Negdi Summit. Right? All of Shulchan Aruch falls after when the Ramah brings down Shivisi Hashem and And the Shulchan Aruch has other big lines once in a while, but people forget that because there's so many. It's just one, it just becomes one of the trees. It just becomes one of the trees. Then it loses its real meaning. But we must not lose sight of the forest. From the standpoint of the inner essence and the ultimate goal, this is the difference. How are you, how are you looking at life? We're taught and we grow up 99.9% of people, what you see is what you get. That's it. So you see a Torah, you learn a Torah. You see a Shema, you say a Shema. You see Tefillin, you put on Tefillin. You, there's, and, and there's a God. Very 2D. Holy, mitzvahs, you're a Jew, you have a bris, you're going to get Gan Eden, you're going to get Alam Haba, you could eat Chalant on Shabbos, everything's good. But that's not at all the inner essence from the standpoint of the inner essence and the ultimate goal, all the mitzvahs have one end. Closest Hashem and Tevekas. This is something that is hard to believe. You could, of course you could believe. There's no question about that. I believe, sure. I believe. But to, 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 to connect to it, you have to have the inner perspective. If you don't have an inner perspective, you're a guy standing on the outside, right? Looking in, like, oh, that's so nice over there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, it's true. It makes sense. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good chap of of Rashi of Toisus. That every mitzvah, I get it. It's Chredinin, right? You could be a Lamdan, and you could say every mitzvah. Right? I'm making. Like when you into like yeshivish mode. Right. With the, right. There's a, there's a whole world of in, in yeshivas when they learn. I don't know how much everybody knows, but if you learn, there's a whole way of learning Gemara and Lamdas, the Chaim Brisker style, which is Emes Lamito, 
That's called trade dinin. There's always two ways to look at everything. So you so you learn it up. But the the point is that you become the trade dinin. That you live the external aspect of the Torah and the mitzvahs, but you also live the inner aspect of the Torah and the mitzvahs. Not just speak about it from the outside. Most times, we're, at any time a person has questions, it's because you're standing on the outside, right? Looking inside, like a little puppy dog looking in. Right? You're standing by the window. What's that song? Doesn't matter. Exactly. See, we're, whole, we're at the same we're at the same brain uh, brain level here. But that's what it is. Person standing outside looking in until the, the tachlis is the goal is the hope is is that one day you enter into the inside into that place of tvekis. Right, we're going to use that song one time. <laughs> we're going to have to enter into that place, and when you're in that place, there's no questions anymore. You're there. You're, you're... Let's, get, let's do number seven. Uh, oh, let's go seventeen. Let us contemplate this with an example of one common mitzvah donning a talus, which we do every single day. A man rises in the morning, goes to shore, and wraps himself in his talus. He has fulfilled the Torah mitzvah. Mitzvah darais for mamish. What is he thinking about as he does this? What's the person thinking about when he's putting on the talus? The emis? Most people? What are they thinking about? Probably nothing. It's nothing. Not, not good, no bad. It's nothing. Actually, the first question should be not what he thinks about, but does he think at all? Quite possibly, it's possible, each person is different. His actions are done with virtually no thought. We refer to contemplative thought. There's, of course, some practical thought. Yes, he's thinking that he's wrapping a towel around his body. He's not totally clueless. We're not talking about that. Of course, we're always living with that, that level of thought. But no one's thinking with a deeper thought, proactive thinking, right? You're lighting up your, your thinking. I don't know. What, what, are the, what are the different terminologies for the the pre-programmed thinking and then the active thinking. Is there, are there, is that what, that's in the prefrontal cortex. The pre-what? Prefrontal cortex. Prefrontal cortex. Very, like your forebeat, the brain right behind your forehead. That's active brain? So it's planning before you become even aware of the plan. Oh, hexametsa. <laughs> that's awesome. And then what, there's a part of the brain that's, that's on automatic? Well, so the pre, depending on what the task is, Okay. How well learned it is, what your history is with the task, different regions in the brain will then enact what your thoughts are in terms of your acting. But you have a person who's already done something, a thousand, whatever it is. Right. Pick any it may act. not even be at the conscious level then. But then he different. decides he wants to actually think about his cup of coffee this morning. He doesn't want to just do it like he does every right. single day. Well, that's going to a different part of the brain that he normally uses. Diff- that doesn't he normally doesn't use because he's had an automated. So there is something that's going routine. on. Yeah. Now sure. he knows what to do. It's not like he doesn't know what to do. Of course he knows what to do. He does it every day. But well, he becomes more aware of it. It's more aware. So there's a, there's a part of he the brain that's more aware. That automated thing. So they have this in the in the, in the brain science. Yeah, yeah, no, no question. So that's that's what we're trying to do over here. You can even measure where and how much activity and the time between <coughs> before you become aware of what you're doing to the time you're actually aware of it. So we should use this for Torah mitzvahs. But let us assume that he does think. Let us assume. We're going to do it. Anybody who does it at the table, I've I've done this myself, and I've done. I've had people who've done it, and they say this this avoda has changed, has changed a lot of things. They they felt the difference. We're being conscious while they're doing this. Yeah, like simple consciousness. No 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 yehudim no results. So it's not like doing something by rote. 
Right. Which is a different neural exactly. pathway than by being conscious of and aware of maybe other aspects of what you're doing at the time. Right, it's not just a little bit better. It's a totally different... It's a different system. It's a totally different system. It's not just... A, Oh, now I'm conscious is a little bit better than being unconscious. It's a different system totally. But let us assume that he does think. Let us analyze his thoughts while wrapping himself in the talus. If he is thinking properly, he should be thinking as follows. Since the halacha is that a Torah mitzvah requires intent, right? Mitzvah srichas kavana, right? That's where it's coming from. Mitzvah srichas kavana. Every day you have to have kavana. We, we want that new pathway every day. Don't become... But, but that's not an automated, necessarily, activity. Kavana Kavana has got to be a conscious thing. Correct, because Yudke Vavke, what is Yudke Vavke? It's Hove. Right? Yud, Hey, and then Avav and Hey. Ho, what's Hove? Avar, Hove, Asid. Hove means now. When a person does something out of rote, He's not something. He's doing something now, but from yesterday. He might physically be doing the act now, but what's his? Where's his brain at? Yesterday, the day before, and it could be even six, ten, twelve years before. It could be the first part of time put on tefillin. Okay, it took him a little time to get used to it. By the time he's fourteen, he already locked in every kavan he's ever going to have until he's ninety-four years old. Whoa. Correct or not correct? He, once he got the hang of it. Putting it on properly. That's it. He's he's till today thinking like a 14-year-old boy as he's a 35-year-old putting on t- on film. Once in a while he might hop a little bit more. You know, here's a schmooze, so go for two or three days, a little more kavana, but then it goes back into that hair <coughs> But to live Yudke Vavke, you have to be doing it in the Hova, in the present. What's what does Yud always stand for when you're in Chasidis, when you're talking about Yudke Vavke? What's the Yud? Am I know? Sorry. No, the kutzo shal yud. So it's chachma. Chachma means the, the act of awareness, and it's also the, the, seeing the forest, not seeing just seeing the trees. So living in the now, doing the mitzvah with the proper perspective. That's what when a person says baruch ato Hashem, who, which Hashem are you referring to? The one that was when when you took upon yourself Torah mitzvahs at thirteen. Because if you don't have any active kavana, then that's that's really where you're going back to, and then he's an old god. That it's not a present, current, it's not current events, it's old events. Imagine a guy reading the same newspaper every single day for 40 years. Same newspaper. Again and again. Say, like, oh, look at the news today. Oh, look at the news today. That would be absolutely ridiculous. Imagine, same Wall Street Times, or whatever exactly you read, which is, sorry for you. But if you have to read it, right, it's the same thing. Can you imagine? It's like Ground Times Day. It sounds familiar. Was that a movie or something? Yeah. yeah. yeah I remember, it sounds familiar. I never saw it, but I remember the concept. It's the same, it's the same thing. thing. And there are people like that that live like that who have severe memory impairment. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, we don't have to have that impairment. We no, could, no, we could put it in a co-host. I'm just saying it's a terrible way to live. I, I know. So, so it could be that. It could be in, like that. See, this is the trick. In the physical sense, in the Gashmi sense, most people, from Jew, he made up of two parts that should be activated at all times. He's the Gashmi part and, he's the, and the Ruchni part. In the Gashmi part, it's always new. It's always fresh. You're living life. But they don't realize that in the Ruchni half, it's the same thing every single day. Again and again, Shabbos after Shabbos, every Yom Kippur is the same, every day is the same, every thousand. So they think that they're progressing in life, because physically they're going to work, their kids are growing, they're growing, whatever. It's a spiritual but the spiritual is just going around in circles, and then they start, to, then they, start, they start to feel like a certain depression, sadness, something. Why? What do you mean? I'm, I'm growing, I'm, I'm living. 
Because they don't realize that the spiritual half is just draining around the same places again and again. And our inner makeup and how we feel and how we're connected is, is, is very dependent on how, how our ruchnis is going. But we're not always conscious of that. We're not always conscious. We're living the same old stuff from 20, 30 years ago. That's, that's the reality. That's what's happening. I mean, I think that's just... His chashas. An active awareness, an active consciousness. So just say it very simple. If he's thinking properly, he should be thinking as follows. Since the halach is that a Torah mitzvah requires intent, even to think about that, even to think mitzvah srichas kavana, when you're doing the mitzvah, that itself is his chadras, and that itself is the way you're supposed to think. I intend that by wrapping myself in this talis, I shall fulfill a Torah mitzvah. Sounds pretty simple, no? So a person doesn't have to go through shochnar chmishabur and hilchatzitzes. I don't think so. To get to this level of Vegas. Nope, simple. Or any, or or. If you're, if you're standing by one tree in a forest, you just got up by this one tree. Are you in a forest or you're not in a forest? Now you're standing by one tree. You only really see one tree. I don't know. You're standing very close to it. You're in the forest. You're just standing by one tree. Mm-hmm. Do you recognize you're in the forest or you don't recognize you're in the forest? Well, that's a different question. But the point is that you could be by one tree, by one mitzvah, and you could still say, I'm in the forest. I'm by Dvekas. Even though I'm not by every tree, even though I don't see every tree, but I'm cognizant of the fact that, there, that there's, there's something bigger than just this tree. Let us think about this. We mentioned above that you have to do this. You can't just leave it in the book. That doesn't help either. Let us think about this. We mentioned above that the Zohar describes the 613 mitzvahs as 613 pieces of advice on how to become close to Hashem. If so, since a person wears a talis day after day, week after week, for many years, why doesn't he sense the closeness to Hashem that he should have developed for the many times he fulfilled this mitzvah? Right? Mitzvahs bring to Dvekas. Right? A mitzvah is a command from the commander. We're the commandee and we're doing it. Tzavsa. Says the Baal Shem. It means Dvekas. So we've, how many times have we put on talis? How many times have we davened? How many times have we done mitzvahs? How many? How many people are feeling an open, active Dvekas to Kodesh Baruch Hu? Some, for sure. But for the vast majority, probably not. Well, what's going on? What's wrong? The words of the Zohar, after all, are true and factual. Every one of the mitzvahs is an, is an eight as a piece of advice to get to Dvekis. It ought to be that everyone who has in mind daily to fulfill the Torah commandments of wrapping himself with a talus should gradually feel in his heart more and more closeness to Hashem. We should be flying from 13 to 26 to 26 to whatever, 35 years old, 40 years old. We've been doing this hundreds, thousands of times, hundreds and thousands, <coughs> hundreds of thousands of acts of Dvekis, how would we not feel? We should be flying uh, high in spiritual realms. Why do we find that there are not that many people who have merited attaining palpable closeness to Hashem through their daily wearing of the talus? Good question, not a good question. How about all the mitzvahs we do? We're learning Torah. Torah the Ratz and Hashem. Go through all the Muslim shows you ever heard in your life. Minister should raise you up. You should be. You should feel above the game. You should think above them. You're connected to the source of life itself. How many people are actually feeling that? Nobody. Well, what's going? It's a good question. You have to have an incredible sense of self and uh, being feeling worthy and all the psychology stuff. That why? Watch that. Where did that come in? We should just do the mitzvahs. We're doing Hashem's commands. We're from Jews. We should be flying high. There's something wrong. Either we're broken or the mitzvahs are broken. I would say that we're probably broken. Well, yeah, that's the, that's the so what's, so what, what aren't we doing? I'm putting on tiles every day. 
I'm learning. We're here learning every day. We daven every day for thousands of tefillas already. Shabbos, Yom Tif. Okay, once in a while we feel a little bit, but right, you even know that you could feel because once in a while you do feel. Rabban Shabbos, maybe once in a while you have a good davening. You, you know there's something else there. So what's going on? This is, this is a question we should probably just stop and just think about. Every little thing we do is a tiny, tiny bit more. And? Vegas. And therefore, that's why you're not feeling it? Because it's too tiny? No. What are you saying? After so long, you, you do start to feel it. So let's go ask the 80-year-olds. Eight. I mean, at, at what point, how many years should it be that enough spark should, should to make you feel the Vegas? Get, right? At some point, yeah? You're saying 80-year-olds? I'm just saying, you're saying it's so small, we're building up. So I'm saying, let's go ask the 80-year-olds if they're flying high. They're probably in the worst position. I'm just... I'm I'm just saying, but at different levels of maturity and brain development, it's going to be a different kind of a relationship, different perspective, right? An 8-year-old doesn't have the perspective of a 40-year-old. Well, he's saying that they do... I'm just saying, ask, go ask a 13-year-old, a 20-year-old, a 40-year-old, and an 80-year-old. Hey... How do you feel when you're putting on your tefillin? Mm-hmm. Do you feel dveikus? Do you feel closeness? Do you, are you feeling Hashem's hugging you? Do you feel anything? Go the range. Right. Go take 20, 13-year-olds, so 20, 20 20-year-olds. You think there is an age dependency? Should not I think that no one's feeling anything. No one's feeling anything. Once in a while, you'll find the guy, but cannot not. We just do what we do. Holy, you're from Jew, you're going to get tzachan olam haba, there's no question. But when we're in this world... Or you're going to get lost. But when you're living in this world, in Olam Hazeh, what about the Olam Haba in the Mitzvah? What about the Dveikas in the Mitzvah? So, so the question is, do you need to be taught how to get to that approach? Or is that something that's intuitive that you just develop on your own? Before that, just do we recognize that there's an issue? Yeah, 100%. Okay. So let's say, you know. Does it bother anybody? Side. Would anybody? It gets me kind of angry. When you think about it. You don't know well, you're supposed uh, to have feelings. Well, I'm saying they need to, you need <laughs> okay. to be Okay, now that you know. Now let's say you no, know. I put on tefillin, no one's thinking like, oh, okay, I gotta, like, why, why didn't I feel anything? Yeah, but you know when the, there's... But now I'm telling you, have you ever, have you, now you put on tefillin now. What, I don't you, want to say it because... You're like, you're like 30 years old. Uh, you look like, you're a young guy, you're a youngling. Yeah. Like 30, you're all black in your beard, not like me. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how many days a week do you feel like... Uh, Really a lot, but I don't want. Ah, uh, you don't talk about. Okay, yeah, he's a, he's different. He's he's he's. Maybe maybe one. Maybe one day. Tefillin's also like Tefillin's a fine thing because we know. I I think we all agree. It's like every boy by his bar mitzvah, at least one day or two days or three days, has this excitement. He doesn't even know why, but it's excitement that we got Tefillin, and that doesn't last, obviously. Well, that okay. <laughs> this, you could you could <laughs> explain you know that, that right? You know that's also just time and excitement for something new. Something new? And you're a big boy. There's a lot of things right. that go into that, but eventually it goes away. Yeah, but it doesn't stay. All the hischachas that we get, you know, comes Pesach. We're all excited to do the mitzvahs. Then, then Lamaisa and the mitzvahs come. Like, can you stop yelling? Can you stop? We like lose ourselves. Or, sec- or second seder. By the end, of, <laughs> second seder. By the sixth day, like, all right, chametz, let's go. Where's the chametz? I need some pizza. When are they opening on Monday, uh, Yantiv? How much money is that first pizza? I'll, I'll make the bit. The lines. Right. You know, that's how it goes. They should do that. It's a terrific idea. What? They should start bidding up pizza. I think they thought they did that. Did no? you do did that? I, that? I never I go know. there, so that's insane. That's oh, you're insane. so from. I don't go there. There must be a deeper and truer way to fulfill this mitzvah. There must be. If the mitzvahs are like the Zohar Kaddish is saying that it's supposed to bring us to Dveikas. And we believe that. First you have to believe that. If you don't believe that, fine. Then, then close your ears for a little bit. But assume you believe that every single mitzvah is supposed to bring you to Dveikas like the Zohar Kaddish says. 
613 eaten. Eitzes, advice for what? Ubo Sidbuk. And if we're doing the mitzvah for 10, 20, 30 years and we're not feeling the vacas, something's wrong. We have to, op- we have to be masking to that. Okay, now you have a choice. If, okay, right, first you have to believe there's a Ohr Kardash. <coughs> then you have to believe that there's actually a problem. Right? We don't want to be in denial. People could be in denial if you want. Now what do we do? What do we do? We must search for what is lacking in the way we put on our talus. So what is the problem? What's the problem? Come on to discover why the inner goal, which is palpable closeness to Hashem, does not result from our performance of this mitzvah, even among many fine people. So now we have to think, what is the problem? And it's very important that a person thinks about this during the day, if he can. Because if you just, yeah, okay, so, so Rabbi, what's the answer? So if the book just tells you, you didn't, nothing, you didn't grow at all. Right? We, I think we spoke about this, that, the, that, the, that questions, a pircha, and the Gemara calls it a pircha, which is supposed to break you open, about this parach, it's supposed to break you open in order that when you have an answer, it fills you up. But if the question is just intellectual, yeah, Taka, what's the answer? But you're not bothered by the question. So when you get the answer, nothing, you didn't gain anything. As much as you're bothered by the question, that's as much as you're going to get filled up afterwards when you get an answer. Right? Everyone knows the mice or whatever, the, that rich balabas came into the, uh, the base medrash. Anybody could answer this question? I'm sure Rebbe's told this myself. Anybody could answer this Gemara question is going to marry my daughter. Right. Everybody wants to marry their daughter, of course. Right? Rich guy is going to support you for the rest of your life. And he asked the question, and nobody gave a satisfactory answer. It's like, all right, see you guys later. I'm going to go to the next issue. You guys are a bunch of bums. So, so he gets into his carriage and he's going away. Everybody knows him. I say, yeah? No. No? Yes. No. Exactly. What's the answer? Ah. The Mavakish is going to. Because that's the person who's truly going to. That's the answer. Who was that? Who was at the end? They always say the stipler going. Who? The stipler. That's what they say. Rokhain can ask his father. You didn't tell the rest of the story. What was the end of the story? I don't know. I don't know. I never heard the story. Oh, you never heard the story? No. So he so the so the rich guy starts leaving. He's going to go ask the question to somebody else, and one bacher runs out of the basement and says, "Stop! Stop! Stop! Stop!" And the guy thought he has an answer. He's like, "Oh, so what's your answer?" So this bacher says, "I don't have an answer, but I'm so curious. What is the answer? It's a great question." And the guy says, oh, I want you for my daughter. Because you're, you're a mavakish, the MS, you really want, then you're going to be the one who's going to, to grow. So the talk is, what? Is that how it went? What do you want to say? What? What? I think they say afterwards it was like, I don't remember. And then the story with the... You said he's a disciple also. But that's a different story with someone can be smashed, lose your top boy. Like uh, this boy is uh, <laughs> he's not learning now. Stop, not, but he's the uh, base of the Is that the stipler also? I don't know. It's always a stipler. Yeah, we should be like a stipler. Here's <laughs> your